2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Sports.
3: Oh, this is so good.
0: The final frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after
1: absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
0: Oh, Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what
1: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't?
0: Space. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map, it's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com.
3: Welcome to the second hour of Sinner and the Saint. You missed it in the first hour. You can download that the let Rob Tires podcast on the Odyssey app or 1080TheFan.com. Patrick Harrison in for Luke Anderson, who is on a boys' trip in Alaska. So they called in the big dog. Apparently we
1: are getting we are getting criticized immensely on the text line that pigeon racing is a thing.
3: Well, of course, it's a thing, but that doesn't mean I can't make fun of
1: it. Well, then it's like a, this extra says, uh, let's see. Pigeon racing is actually very lucrative. <laughs> One sold a few years back for <laughs> to over a million lucrative. dollars, a
3: million dollars
1: for what? The race is three hours because the birds are trained. Uh, uh, to something, something. To home to a certain location
3: over a few months.
1: They're then released, sometimes over 100 miles away, and the first bird back home (laughs) wins. (laughs) I just, you pay over a million dollars for a bird that, like, here's the air quotes, has been trained. It's a friggin' pigeon, dude. Like, if that thing smells like rye, it's gone. Yeah.
3: Bread. 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 Mine. Mine. (laughs) Mine. Mine. (laughs) Mine.
0: <laughs>
3: that's gone. I like this texture. It's like what Chris Rock said about the tiger that mauled Roy. People said that tiger went crazy. It didn't go crazy. It went tiger. <laughs> like that's the truth, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel well, the birds flew away. Well, no s, they're <laughs> birds.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of the same logic as when like you go to Florida and you go to those gator exhibits. Uh And you hear the stories out there that's like, oh, this guy got bit by a gator. He might lose his arm. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, it's a gator. I was kind of expecting that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you hear like a, a NASCAR crash. You're like, yeah, well, they're driving 500 miles an hour. So
3: I kind of thought that might happen. The car flipped over and flipped on its backside and caught on fire. And you're like, yeah, that's what happens. Anyway. A lot to get to. We still have uh what to watch coming up at uh 10 45. So set your tube for that. Um,
1: Foot fetish porn is a thing and lucrative, but I'm still going to make fun of it. <laughs> Damn right. That's a good one too.
3: That's a great one. Damn right. Uh, but we talked a little bit in the first hour and I want to follow back up on this. The Blazers sounds like, sounds like for all intents and purposes, uh, we'll hire Chauncey Billups as the new head coach. Uh, kind of something interesting. Um, I think what the most interesting part of this hiring is that Neil O'Shea, Shea Shea, as I like to call him, said that they would be looking into 20 to 25 candidates. They were going to do their diligence and talk to Dave about some stuff, but also, you know, keep the book open and the door wide open about uh, numerous number of candidates. And um, once the news broke that nobody wanted Jason Kidd because he's a kind of a scumbag, everybody knew it was going to be Chauncey Billups. Yet. Let's also add that Jason Kidd is a crappy head coach. He has a losing record as a head coach. I don't know why people keep giving him jobs. I don't either. I don't um, Once it found out that nobody wanted Jason Kidd, there was going to be this huge extensive search and it just came down to be the one guy we knew was going to be the whole time. I think for me, that is what's the what's most frustrating about this situation is, and partially it's because I work in sports media and we've spent the last two weeks talking about Mike D'Antoni. Well, how can you hire an offensive guy if you can't coach defense? That's the same problem you had with Stotts. Oh, but D'Antoni, think about Damon D'Antoni system. It could be something we've never seen before. What about Becky Hammond? I love Becky Hammond. I don't think she's going to leave San Antonio. I think she's waiting for Pop to retire. So we just go through these things. We're talking about all these different people. You know, is Rick Carlisle on the table? Not too close to Terry Stotts. All this stuff is on the table just for us to come back to the point where it's the guy we knew it was going to be the whole time. So I feel a little bit like my time has been wasted. And if there's anything that pisses me off more, it's my time being wasted. And I don't know how good of a head coach Chauncey Phillips is going to be. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you in that. I, I think players are going to like him. Yes, He's, players he, will like, him. they're going to get along with him. They're going to listen to him. Obviously, Dame likes him. So I'm OK with that, but I don't know how good of a coach. Look at Ty Lu. Half the time, I'm like, Ty a good coach. The other half, I'm like, who the hell are you? And
1: I think what this kind of breaks down to, I saw this one tweet from somebody. I think it was uh, Justin Ellaby, that uh, Canadian writer for the NBA. He was saying that, uh, you know, there's a difference between, and this is kind of relating to the uh, allegations that Chauncey Billups has had of um, sexual abuse back in the 2000s, is that there's a difference between accusing somebody and vilifying them and canceling them and then having an open and honest conversation about it. Okay. I I 100% agree about that. And I would have 100% agreed with how the Trailblazers were handling hiring somebody like Chauncey Billups or Jason Kidd, but they're not going about it well. And this is the first step in going the wrong way. You news-dumped the information of hiring him on a Friday night during a uh, Eastern conference finals game.
3: That means and you're, locally going yeah. into a weekend where nobody can think about anything other than the fact that it's going to be 150 degrees. Exactly.
1: So already you're raising our suspicions. Like, why did you do that? What are you hiding? Secondarily. Now you're, your perennial all-star, the greatest player you've ever had in franchise history is having to defend himself on Twitter. At least he feels like he needs to by answering questions from people who are going directly at him. And I will bet you my hat and my house that at that presser, the opening presser, hopefully there's a journalist who will just ask straight out Chauncey Billups and will say, Chauncey, how would you like to address the allegations that you had against you in the early 2000s, moving into this new market, seeing so many fans are starting to get frustrated by it. How have you learned from that experience? If the first words coming out of that guy's mouth is that was my past. You can torpedo that team. Yep. If, if his answer is that was my past, that's something I don't think about anymore, or I've moved past it. That That's, that's the nuke. That's the basically like, hey, we didn't talk about this. We planned this horribly. We did not have a contingency plan for it. Instead of maybe having a very honest and open response and just saying like how you learn from it, saying that, which I'll bet you the other half of my hat and the other half of my house (laughs) that that's what he'll say. Right. It's going to torpedo the whole process and create a distraction.
3: Well, I think you're, you're spot on. And I'm right there with you. I would love the first question asked to be brought up to that. However, you know, just as well as I do, that Shea Shea ain't going to let that happen. No. Everyone in that bill in that room, in that press conference, is going to toe the line, is going to toe the Neil O'Shea, control the message, and we will make sure that that never gets asked. Because whether it's our station... You know, let, let's, let's not beat around the bush here. The Blazers don't necessarily love our station here at 1080. And I think it's because we can be critical, but we can be honest. Whether, whether it's the morning show, the afternoon show, the night show, or the one-offs. We are honest critiques of this Blazer team. And Neil O'Shea hates that. So even if one of us wants to go into there and ask that question, which I'd be the guy. I got no problem. I'll follow on that sword. But it's going to affect the rest of my peers as well. Therefore, like you guys in the afternoon, you guys have a do a great job bringing on Blazer guests. Better than anybody else has done here in years. You going to torpedo that? Uh, yeah. You 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 would you would ask the question to lose that access. Yeah, because there's no point in the access anymore. Nice. I like that response. I mean...
1: Because
3: uh, you're right. You're right. If this is the route we're going, I don't care. Yeah.
1: I, I look, and maybe this is being too honest, but the the Trailblazers are a horrific media operation. Yeah. It's terrible. I, I've been to the practices before. I've emailed with the communication staff over there. It It's not on the up and up. And I know that there are other relationships around this company with the trailblazers that also were conflicting. Yeah. Uh, But I can go ahead and confirm a lot of what has been said about it. It sucks Um, because it is this idea around a money-making apparatus that if there's one negative thing, it'll snowball and somehow we'll lose interest from fans which I don't quite understand because I think that franchises, schools and teams and whoever you are, the more honest you are with your fan base and the more transparent and the more willing you are to listen to fans, the more they will respect you and the more forgiving they will be in certain respects. And the trailblazers under Neil O'Shea are none of those things whatsoever. He is somebody who is hypersensitive, hyper aware of critical, uh, you know, critical critiques and if something is out of his realm of either understanding or message, he goes into panic mode. And, again, some people might interpret this as us blowing this out of proportion, but I'm telling you, when you hire a new coach, you don't do it at Friday at 530. That should be an exciting thing. It is. Ime Udoka, it was 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Yep. Because they wanted the media to build it up, they wanted, they wanted to people talk about to it talk day. about it. They wanted the excitement to go through the fan base, right? You don't have there is no daily show until Monday morning. No. Oh. and it's the hottest day on record in Portland, Oregon, and the Eastern Conference Finals last night were having a game. Yep. So. One of the more important hires in the NBA, I'd probably rank it as the second next to the uh, Celtics Mm -hmm. in this offseason. I would agree. You decided to just let it out then. And it, it just, it raises alarm bells about why are you doing that? And is anything really going to change in this organization? I think that's where the frustration comes with a lot of fans with this. Now, I know that it is with Chauncey Billups past and everything, and I understand that. But I think a lot of the frustration comes from there doesn't seem to be anything changing. And that's kind of what we all hope for after this season was that, Hey, maybe they'll change the way they do business and change the way they do things. But as long as Neil O'Shea is there and he's running the operation, it won't, it'll still be this shady type of stuff. And this shady messaging that keeps people like us and fans in the
3: dark. Do you think, do you think if a new GM was brought in and they hired Chauncey Billups, do you think we'd have a different reaction?
1: Well, it would depend on how the GM approaches the situation. If I was the GM and I hired Chauncey Billups knowing this, I would do it on a Monday at 9 a.m. I would do it so that everybody who has a grievance against Chauncey Billups can air it. Then, even before that process, of course, I would go to every single player on the team, most importantly, Damian Lillard, and I'd say, look, you probably understand the backlash that will happen hiring Chauncey Billups. Honestly, it'll be short. If we face it head on, if at the press conference we allow one reporter to ask one question about it and Chauncey gives a very honest, very open answer. And maybe that will happen. And if that does happen, I'll applaud Chauncey Bilbs for it because I think that people can change. It was one incident that happened in the 2000s. It was a horrific incident. But if he can explain himself and he can say, look, I've learned from this situation. What happened was a horrible thing that I was involved in. But, you know, I've done X, Y and Z to make it so that I am more understanding. I'm more empathetic. I will say, okay, let's give the guy a chance. But let's be honest. That ain't going to happen.
3: Yeah. I wonder if it doesn't matter who Olshay would have hired. That we would have all sat here and been like, what's going on?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe
3: Becky would have been different because there would have been a lot more conversation around that. Yeah. And I think that it just. Yeah, with with Becky Hammond going through the final stages
1: of the interview process and this happening the way it did it it makes it all the more just kind of gross just like it, it oh. is really strange
3: that you were about to take a chance on hiring the first woman ever instead you go with someone who has a history of yeah, yeah. abusing women
1: which by the way you had no intention of hiring Becky Hammond let's also. Let's also face up to that as well.
3: All right, some final thoughts on Chauncey Billups as the new Blazer head coach coming up, and I do want to get into uh, an issue I have with the NBA when it comes to underdogs winning in playoff games. This is Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: Just uh, tweeted this out Portland, Oregon will be hotter than 99.8% of Earth Tomorrow The only places hotter on on Planet Earth will be the deserts in California The Persian Gulf And the Sahara In Africa Do any of those places have A lot of trees?
1: No Oh Uh, That's not good
3: Not at all. Right? I I mean, I'm not an arborist, but I don't (laughs) think that's good. What, the heat and trees? (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) It's just warmth. It's just warmth. Never hurt anybody. I'm not looking forward to this, man. What are you going to do? Well, today I've got to go to... Oh, that's right. Today I've got to go. I'm going to a baby shower and then a barbecue. And I think they're all outside. You got any shade? You think do you think they'll put some tents up? For the baby shower when when the host told me that they bought some misters. Some misters to help things, I went, "Oh god, no, we're going to be outside." Oh. Why do they need misters inside?
1: But you would have to hope that if they got misters, then they most likely also got tents. Maybe. But, it's, dude... It's not safe to assume. But. but,
3: dude, okay, so you sit in some shade, and so it feels like 101 instead of 110. <laughs> Yay! Like, how would you describe
1: the Oregon heat? Because I, you know, <clears throat> if you go to Arizona... Mm-hmm. yeah, Super dry. It's a dry heat. If you go to West Virginia and it's 88 degrees, they'll tell oh. you the, the it's saturated. Right. Like you just jumped in a warm pool. But, like, in Oregon, it's just kind of hot. It's not... Either way, it's maybe a little
3: more humid, I suppose. I feel I feel like <clears throat> in the true term of it, it's an oven. Because it's warm and you're 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 cooking. Like when it's dry, mm. you're just like searing your skin. Yeah. It's just hot. It just burns. But here, because it's not quite muggy, like it's not that thick, swampy, you know, grossness that you get in the right. south. But it's also not dry like you get in Arizona, California. So it's just like someone closed all the doors and turned the heat on. Yes. Is what it feels like here. Essentially a heat dome. Yes. And it's awful. It's just awful. I hate it. I'm also one of those people. I love the rain. I don't mind when it rains. I don't care if it rains 30 days in a row. I'm a fan of the rain. I'm a big fan of the rain. Yes. I'm not one of those, oh, my God, it rains all the time. Why can't it be sunny? And then, oh, my God, it's going to be 100 degrees. Why can't it rain? I'm not that person. I hate the heat. I will take the cold every single time because you can put more clothes on. You can only take so many off. Yeah, and I learned that, too,
1: uh, when I visited San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people are really good at layering in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Like they are, they're very good at putting on long sleeve T shirts over short sleeve T shirts with a very light hoodie. Yeah. And at first I was like, why do they have all that? And then you realize it's like 72 oh. and raining. Yeah. And then it'll like change drastically <clears> throughout the day. And so they're they're constantly, uh, San Franciscanites are constantly putting on and taking off jackets. Yep.
3: All the time. Yep. It's it's what they got to do. It's, it's it's adapting. And here, we're just hosed. Yes, it's like, oh, I got this figured out. I got my sweet, I got my spring rain jacket, mm. I got my summer rain jacket, I got my winter rain jacket. Oh, yeah. And now it's like, what do I do with 110 degree weather? You wear your underwear. I guess. That's what I'm doing. About. I'm not wearing underwear. Today? Never. Oh. Why? Because I don't need to. Oh. No, so you're joking. an expert I wear,
1: bathroomer? I, I wear underwear. Oh, you do? Okay. I was going to say, there are expert bathroomers out there that don't
3: need underwear. I've never I met one. I, did, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't realize that we wear underwear in case you don't. Uh, in case you failed at going to the bathroom properly. <laughs> that is the point of underwear.
1: It's nothing else. That's when people are like, oh, yeah, I don't wear underwear <clears throat> ever. I'm like. Well, I don't want to smell your pants, then. (laughs) Because underwear is there for a very particular reason. How gross are you? (laughs) Pants. Yeah. When people tell me, like, uh, I was like, oh, I haven't worn underwear for, you know, X amount of years or whatever. Like, my first thought is it, like, wow, that guy is free or, you know, (laughs) cheese. Wow, so cool, man. Alternative lifestyle. My first thought is, like, wow, so you just like dirty pants? (laughs) Because you got to wash those
3: all the time, I guess. Don't you know, as men, we got to get at least four uses out of our pants before yes. we wash them? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I wash jeans maybe once a month. Yeah, dude. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I did go into a bathroom not too long ago, and uh, someone had graffiti in the stall. Oh. Don't lie. Did you come in here to wipe a second time? and it had a yes or no, and there was like five check marks on the yes and only one on the no. Uh, and I looked good. at it it's like, man, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, you ever go to the bathroom, and <laughs> 10 minutes later, you got to go back into the bathroom? Uh, that's a good one. Or maybe I should just be using my underwear. I didn't know that that's what it was for. Well, it's, it's the stopgap. Okay. It's not the primary. <laughs> it's just the... Uh, yeah. It's not the Great Wall of China, but it's uh, it's 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 a fence. It's like, look, dude,
1: we're not all experts at going to the bathroom. <laughs> I haven't met one yet.
3: <laughs> I do want to meet somebody that's like, I'm an expert at going to the bathroom.
1: Has a certificate and everything. I'm so
3: good at it. Yeah. Also, these are my homing pigeons. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bought this one
3: for 2.3. Chester. <laughs> it'll, it'll always come back. It will always come back. All right, there's something that happened in the NBA last night that I do want to get into that really kind of grinds my gears uh, about some playoff basketball when it comes to underdogs. So we'll get to that next, but first, here's Will with some news.
2: Hiring for your small business?
3: If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like
2: looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: Patrick Harris sitting in for Luke Anderson today on Center in the Saint with my good buddy Will Darkins. Heavy NBA situation today, but that's because there was a news dump on Friday. So it's our obligation as the first all-encompassing sports show on the fan since this news dump to discuss Chauncey Billups. Legal obligation. Legal obligation. Uh, So we've done that enough today. I would like to bring this up. There is something that happens in the NBA that I see all too frequently. And it is no lie that myself, as a sports fan, my, my love and affinity for the National Basketball Association has waned over the years. Now, I still watch it. I still follow it, as it is my obligation as a sports media member to understand what the hell is going on. Hmm. But there are situations, the reasons for my fandom waning in NBA is, for example, what took place last night. Far too often do I see in the NBA, in playoffs, you see it in regular season, there comes a time when a team that shouldn't win wins a game, a la Atlanta, beating Milwaukee on their home court in game one and looking pretty decent doing it. Yeah. I did not for a second... Need to watch that game last night because I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah, Atlanta wasn't going to show up. Milwaukee was going to be on a mission, and it was going to be a 30-point blowout in no time. And I was doing primetime yesterday, and I had to do an update, and I looked over at the score because I needed to give it a score update because I was watching the Mariners game instead. And I was like, whoa, it's halftime, and it's 77 to 45. That's what I like. And I think I respond. I think even in my update, I said, in just a classic game two of the NBA playoffs. Yes. That Those reasons like that compounded on a bunch of other stuff. That is why the NBA is a hard product for me to enjoy watching. I watch it. I follow it. I know what's going on. But, boy, they make it tough on me.
1: I'm right there with you in that case, uh, because I also uh, just decided with, and I've actually decided with this series in particular, the Eastern conference finals that I am going to passively watch it. And so for that game in particular, I was right there with you where I was like, I'll bet you anything the hot are the uh, bucks blown out. Right. So I tuned in maybe halfway through the second quarter to start. And I was like, well, if it stays
3: close, I'll watch the rest of the game. Well, because you never know, because leads don't matter in the NBA. And
1: I just wanted to check in. I was like, I'll I'll watch the third and fourth quarter. Then I tuned in halfway through the second quarter and
3: it was a 30 point difference. And I go, don't need to watch that. Yeah. Nobody cares. And then you go, I go on ESPN.com this morning, you know, looking like doing some, some show prep for this. The, the headline is. Trey, hounded by Bucks D, says loss, quote, all on me. No, no, (laughs) no. The loss isn't on you. The loss is on your whole team. The loss is on the league. And the loss is on the culture that has been created in the NBA where it's like, oh, man, we stole that game one. Let's just kick back and do nothing. That's a problem. That's a massive issue. So you think they had that attitude going into the game? Without a doubt, I think everybody does it. I don't think it's an Atlanta thing. I think it's what everybody does. Somebody wins a road game, wins, steals that first one, getting blown out in the second game. Without a doubt. No way it's not going to happen.
1: Well, and I would say that's why the series you're seeing in the Western Conference, save for game three, even though game three was pretty good, it, it's defeating that. Just a little Mm -hmm. because the games are pretty damn close. Even game three was relatively close until probably halfway through the fourth quarter where Phoenix like finally said like, okay, let's just rest them up. Right. Um, But I mean, I'm with you on that. And I think that, you know, in the NBA, a lot of it is about end product. You know, players and organizations think ahead almost to a detriment And, uh, you know, a perfect example of that is like the Clippers, right? The Clippers strategically lost games at the end of the season so they could avoid the Lakers. Right. Um, And they
3: didn't even have to worry about the Lakers. No, and in
1: fact, in the end, it just (laughs) didn't even really matter. matter. Uh, But that's what teams do. The Nets did that for practically the entire season until they got to the playoffs, and then it finally kind of bit them in the ass because I would contend a lot of the guys that were injured, uh, James Harden, even though he played, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, you know, the fact that they sat out and then all of a sudden were thrust into action probably wasn't great on their bodies. Exactly. So it ended up giving them an injury. I know it doesn't relate directly to what you're saying in this case, but like I'm following you in that. I think the Hawks said, okay, we got one uh, on the road. We don't have to worry too much about game two. We got one on the road. As long as we head back to Atlanta for games three and four
3: and can take care of business there. We're solid. But I also, I, but see, I, that's what I mean. I hate that mind frame. Like, you are the Atlanta Hawks. You are the Atlanta Hawks, okay? The Atlanta Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals, Will Darkins. Yeah. You are the Atlanta Hawks. You need to go at them every chance you have. You let Milwaukee stick around in this series, and you're going to lose. You will eventually lose because they've got better players, they're a better team. With more experience, you will lose. So should you not be going after them as hard as you possibly can? If we won game one, then I say to myself, we can win game two. Let's let let's do this. Let's steal this. Let's shock the world. Nah, let's take this one off. I don't need to work hard. Plus, think about this. Game four of the Western Conference Finals is on tonight. Yeah. Game two of the Eastern was yesterday. If I'm Phoenix... If I'm the Clippers, I'm trying to end that series as soon as possible so I can get extra break. There's not going to be a break coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So if you're Atlanta, don't take this to seven. You'll lose. Yeah, and I think, too, I I will play a little devil's advocate
1: for you uh, because I think it's warranted in this. Sure. Can you tell me a professional league that doesn't do this? Because I would argue... The NFL does this to a point and baseball, I would argue, does it quite a bit in that you rest players. Now, I understand you do have to rest certain pitchers because throwing a baseball is incredibly horrible on your body and you have to space it out. But like, aren't there moments in baseball where like you find yourself down 05 in a game and you're like.
3: Toss it in. We're yeah, good. Yeah, you can. We you got can, the first two in this series, whatever. You can tell by who you are throwing out there. So if your starter goes three innings and gives up five runs, like watching my team mm. or like a really a, a, a famous team with like a loaded bullpen,
1: mm.
3: like watching the Dodgers. I've watched the Dodgers enough over the years, go to world series and stuff that I know their bullpen. Mm. And you can see if it's the fourth inning and they're down by five runs you can tell their thought process by who they bring in from the bullpen. Hmm. Oh, this guy's coming in? They gave it. They don't care. <laughs> oh, this guy's coming in? Oh, Dodgers think they can make a run at this. So, yeah, you can see that in baseball. I don't know how the NFL does it because the NFL, they they don't take off big games.
1: No, they don't take off big games necessarily, but um, I think it's more in uh, the tanking. Oh, okay. Uh and that I think has decreased over the years, well, especially since the Dolphins Brian Flores going to the Dolphins effectively ended their tanking. They still kind
3: of suck, but like you can tell they actually are trying. Right. Well, tanking to me is 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 different. Okay. Tanking to me is very different. This is high leverage in important games that you are deciding, nah, I don't care. I'm yeah. not gonna try today. And this is why I think the NBA product has suffered over the last decade and a half. Why do I want to spend, if I'm going to spend my Friday night, if I'm going to say, if I'm on the East Coast, okay, and I'm going to spend my Friday night, I'm diehard NBA, I'm Brandon Sprague, and I live in, and I live in Connecticut. How do those abs feel? <laughs> uh, they feel great. I've never <laughs> felt abs before. <laughs> um and I decide, okay, me and my boys, it's Friday night at 8.30. We're going to watch the basketball game. Yeah. I'm so jacked. This is going to be such a great series. You see Atlanta last night. Trey Young, I'll bet you 20 bucks Trey Young has 35 tonight. Da da, da 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 And then you turn on that garbage? Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'd be really pissed. And I feel fortunate and maybe narcissistic slash a-hole hmm. that I was like, I'm not going to watch that game because I know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, and like I said at the beginning, like, I mean, I was with you. I, I, I clocked that game for what it was going to be, which, you know, what Trey Young scored 48 in game one. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if you can do that again, then I will watch game yeah. three. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but since he did not do it in game two and what exactly happened, which a lot of people thought would happen happened, I now am, it's just like self-fulfilling what I think about this series, which is like,
3: I will watch it from afar. I will keep tabs on it. Yep. But I'm seeing the pattern here, and okay. If I would have seen that halftime score would have been closer when I left here yesterday at 715, I would have rushed home to a television. Instead, don't waste my time. All right, we'll finish up the show with what to watch for the weekend. This is Center Insane on 1080 The Fame.
0: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer, Will Darkins. (laughs) And increasingly out of touch, father of twin girls, Luke Anderson, Uh, 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 are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is what to watch. Senator
3: Saint, Phil, uh, Patrick Harris here, filling in for Luke Anderson with Will Darkins. Uh My 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 weekend is going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, I know you don't care, and I know 90% of the listeners don't care, but I will be watching the European Championship all weekend. You got it on in the studio. I got it there. in the studio. Denmark is up 3-0 on Wales. Um, Wales just got a red card because guy was real pissed that they were losing 3-0. So w- Denmark will advance. Wales will go home. This is in the knockout stage. Later today is Italy-Austria. The big games that I want to watch tomorrow. uh, The games are tomorrow that I want to watch really badly. Uh, Let me pull this up. It is Belgium-Portugal at noon. Uh, Belgium's the number one team in the world. Portugal has Cristiano Ronaldo and are the reigning champs. And Netherlands-Czech Republic at 9 a.m. My wife's from Wales. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got a little Welsh in me as well. Do you? Yep little mostly Irish little Scottish little Welsh. So I'll be watching uh I'll be watching the Euros and to keep it in the football soccer family, I'm excited to watch LFG about the women's national team, oh, their success yeah. and their discrepancies between pay. I saw that on the queue uh last
1: night. My wife and I were going to watch it and then it was just too
3: late. Yeah, but- and I've and I've already read an article slamming that documentary. Oh. So I'm excited to to watch it. Slamming. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of things they talk about in the in their unequal pay that were negotiated. Oh, I see. In collective bargaining type yeah. discussions. So it, this article is basically saying you can't you can't complain about this discrepancy when you agreed to it. But I'm sure their argument is you didn't give us a choice. Yes, yeah. I mm-hmm. I would imagine that's in fact the case. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm watching the A&E biographies on wrestlers. I'm halfway through the Mick Foley one. Yeah, I heard about that. You were telling me about the uh, about the who's <clears throat> the one you really want to watch? Uh, well, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Because he's yeah. my favorite. Um, he's my favorite wrestler. But I did watch the Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage. Those ones were really good. Yeah. And the, so was the Rowdy Roddy Piper. Was Macho Man Randy Savage on substances? Oh, big time. Okay, big time. I I i
1: didn't know that for a fact i just always assumed but i also assumed that it was a very good assumption
3: it 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 talks about it in it too so was warrior warrior was on was on the stuff as well yeah sounds like piper wasn't though piper was just a scary mofo well i'm
1: gonna lock myself in my house on sunday when it uh gets just as hot as the sahara desert and uh probably just watch movies the lfg that one uh we put in the queue gonna watch that and then, uh, my wife is probably going to make me watch a, uh, a rom-com. And then,
3: uh, <laughs> I, at first I was like, oh, you seem okay. And then I heard this. Uh,
1: <laughs> and then I'll force her to watch Casino while she goes on her phone or does something around the house.
3: Yeah. 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 So, I be, you know. Nice little uh nice little weekend there. Favorite performance in casino. Who's your favorite performance in casino?
1: I would tell you Sharon Stone just because she won the Oscar. Right. And
3: She's it, so good in it. And it
1: is really great. Uh but nah man, it's 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 Joe Pesci. It's Pesci. Pesci's your guy in that. Pesci beating a guy up with a payphone <laughs> is just it never. Gets old that like he's talking to De Niro on the phone and De Niro tells it tells him that like he put his cowboy boots up on, <laughs> up on the uh, table and he's in the middle of telling him about it and he goes hold on one second he goes you put your effing boots on his effing table and then he smacks him in the head at <laughs> the receiver and he goes you better go back there and apologize to him or I'll hit that cowboy hat off your head <laughs> so fast.
3: It's just great, man. My uh, I'm with you on the Sharon Stone for sure. Uh, she is the best in that movie. My favorite performances in that movie are the sm- are some smaller characters. I think James Woods is really oh, great in yeah. that. The so creepy and yeah. so gross. And give some love to Don Rickles. Don Rickles, oh, yeah. the comedian who plays the hard the hard-ass pit boss. Billy uh Billy Sherber. Billy Sherber. He plays the mean guy that will that will go get the guys to kill you and it's Don Rickles. And he's yes. this, this world-famous comedian and he has this super serious role and i think he knocks it out of the park yeah i do i do like him as well he uh he personifies old man look he does oh yeah he just stares at the guy and you're like oh god old man's mad at me
1: other than that yeah i'll watch the playoffs tonight and i yeah, suppose I'll... I'll watch the a, well again i will keep a uh a watchful and distant eye on the, on the atlanta eastern Philly, conference or atlanta yeah. milwaukee i'll just check my phone and then again I'll turn it on the TV halfway through the second, just to see what's up. And then if it's another 40-point, 30-point
3: blowout, I'll just go, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the uh, Suns-Clippers game tonight. I do think that should be a good game. And kudos to the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning for going to the Stanley Cup, and I will watch none of it. No hockey? No. If it's on, I'll, I'll watch it, but I won't specifically put it on. It's usually at the same time, it's something else I'd rather watch. Hockey's one of those
1: sports that people continually tell me I need to start watching yeah. because it's really exciting <clears throat> and I watch clips and I think it's exciting I've just gotten to the age now where I can't I can't accept any more sports yeah
3: I don't think you're changing my sports watching yeah yeah like I like what I like and I'm just gonna stick with that yeah I really got into I really got into soccer but the best part about soccer is it's on when nothing else is on yeah but when it's primetime sports in America you're not changing my viewing habits no. you're just not yeah no. All right, that'll do it for us. Luke should be back next week, correct? Um, and if you love this beautiful voice, you can listen to the Hot Corner every single Wednesday uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. Me and Mike Lynch do that show. Also, the Beers on Us podcast drops every Thursday at 4 with me and Mike Lynch as well. That's about beer and doing cool things with beer. Download that wherever you get your podcasts, fan.com, and the Odyssey app. For Will Darkens, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. So always look
4: off.